And our Old Testament lesson today comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 1. And we're looking at major categories of Psalms, and one of those are wisdom songs. Wisdom psalms in which the biblical understanding of wisdom is applied to poetry, is applied to song. And so hear this, reading from Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all they do, they prosper." The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, use your servant's lips and your people's ears and hearts, that they may be wed, that the seed of your word would be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. Right in the center of our Bible, we have a hymn book. That hymn book has 150 different hymns, unless you add the 151st Psalm, which is found in some ancient material, but our Bibles have 150. And they're divided up primarily into seven different categories. And secondarily, you can divide those seven categories probably into three or four categories of their own. But as we've looked at these different types of Psalms, here we have seen, first of all, the Psalms of Praise. I talked about psalms of praise several weeks ago, and then John talked about the psalms of lament. For those of you who got to hear John talk about the psalms of lament, everybody would have gotten to, at least by last week, if John had not had the audacity to get sick, but he did. So whoever didn't hear about it will hear about it later on. Last week I talked about royal psalms. That is, we have a specific kind of leader we want who cares about justice and righteousness, and we have a specific kind of world that we want to live in, which is a world where nobody is forgotten, where justice rolls down like the waters, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And today, we are looking at wisdom psalms, and you see Psalm 1 is the earliest of the wisdom psalms. We'll later go into thanksgiving hymns. And trust. But today, our topic is wisdom. Now, like Patty said in the children's message, and I will feel like I have done as good a job in the adult message as our teachers do in the children's message when Matt Overing comes up and raises his hand right here in front of the pulpit, like for, for 19 out of 24 minutes. I just love, they crack me up, the kids, watching them raise their hands and, and want to answer even before they know what the question is. So today, we're talking about wisdom. Wisdom is a specific category in the Bible. It's a category in which we are 
led to believe that there is this way we can live that has an outcome that is more likely to be positive, and then there's other way we can live that has an outcome that is less than positive, and so we are urged to live lives of wisdom. There are three different books of wisdom in the Bible. The first and probably most famous is Proverbs, the wise sayings of Proverbs. And so we're going to spend some time in Proverbs because so much of what wisdom is can be illustrated by the book of Proverbs. But the book of Proverbs is optimistic. If you read Proverbs, you will, you will come away thinking, you know, if only I do the right things and make the right choices, my life will be wonderful and amazing. And if Proverbs were the only book that we had, then you might come away with that. But Job is also a book of wisdom. And the book of wisdom of Job, you see Job raising his hands and saying, not so fast. Yes, it is more likely if you live a wise life that disaster will not befall you. But I'm here to tell you that I did what I knew to be right and disaster befell me anyway. And so be very, very careful before you point your finger at someone and say your disaster is your own fault because you have not been wise. Then there's the third book of wisdom in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes. So if we've got these three figures talking, we've got Proverbs and Job and Ecclesiastes, and Ecclesiastes says, you know what, the world is so complicated, and everything just goes around and around the cycle of life, and there's so much that we don't understand, that we can try to understand it, but in the end, there is great mystery in what happens to us. There is great mystery in God's will in the world. There is great mystery. So today, recognizing that those three voices are in the Bible, the voice of Proverbs, live wisely and things will go well. The voice of Job, live wisely but you don't always understand what happens to you. The voice of Ecclesiastes, live wisely but if you think you're going to make sense out of everything, think again. We're going to look at some Wisdom ideas in Proverbs, though, there are many different categories of wisdom sayings. There are categories that speak of things that that we recognize, like our own neighbors, the people around us. So Proverbs says, whoever belittles another lacks sense, but an intelligent person remains silent. We have the opportunity just about every day to talk about someone behind their back or to belittle someone that's not listening to us. But Proverbs reminds us that the course of action that is wise is often to stay out of it, is often to keep our mouths shut. As we live together, we are to live in such a way that we treat others like we ourselves would wish to be treated. So as we're talking about neighbors and houses and all this stuff, this is one of my favorites here in in Proverbs. Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house. Otherwise, the neighbor will become weary of you and hate you. 
Now, can, can you imagine your neighbor coming over at 5.05 every day, and you and your family are trying to have dinner, and he knocks on the door, and he comes in, and he starts telling you about the fence down the road that needs mending, and how the electricity was off in part of Lexington, and who won the ball game the other night, and, and all of this, and you just give hint after hint. You know, we're getting ready to have dinner, and hint after hint goes unheeded, and the next night at 5.05, he comes and knocks on the door and talks about how the dog is throwing up and everything is just terrible. It doesn't take many nights before when your neighbor's foot is in your house, you will roll your eyes and have your secret sign between you and the other people in your house saying, oh my goodness, it's too much. So, Proverbs talks about not just neighbors, but talks about work. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs encourages us not to be lazy. One of my favorite Proverbs says, As a door swings on its hinges, so a sluggard on his bed. And so the sluggard, the lazy bones, whatever, it's like, like on the bed. It, think about like a, a chest on a hinge, up and down. You've got two different positions. You've got lying down in bed and sitting up in bed. Lying down in bed and sitting up in bed. So the, the, the slack hand, the person who is unwilling to do what needs to be done, can't really expect to go very far, whereas the diligent the diligent makes rich. If you've ever had employees, you might like this one. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are the lazy to their employers. So if you've got people working for you who don't have a whole lot of get up and go or who don't have a great deal of stick to it's just as irritating as if you've got vinegar in your teeth or if your smoke is just stinging your eyes, you just can't stand the position that you're in. So there is a wise way to live, hard, diligent work. There's a foolish way to live, to be lazy not to, not to think anything is worth your time or attention. Then there's practical advice. The practical advice is this, and you probably know this. You should know this. The one who first states a case seems right until the other comes and cross-examines. You don't have to watch a lot of court TV to realize that the first testimony you hear, so, yeah, this sounds pretty right. That sounds pretty good. And then on cross-examination, when you hear the other side, suddenly things that seem to be 20-20 before are blurry and just not so clear anymore. When you've got people that are angry with one another, watch out. Watch out. Because... Whole picture is much more complicated sometimes than the partial picture might seem. The fear of the Lord. Those who are wise fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility goes before honor. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Here's a good definition of wisdom in the Bible. Wisdom in the Old Testament describes practical skills associated with living a successful life. These range from the ability to create highly skilled works, like people who are goldsmiths, People who can weave tapestries in the Old Testament are described as as wise. They understand this skill that has been taught to them. And then there's also the intellectual capacity required to make choices that result in favorable outcomes and avoid troubles. In the Bible, wisdom is often associated with trust in and fear of God. So we see that it's practical skills. The skill of knowing when somebody says something to you, you're hearing one part of the story instead of the whole story. The practical skill of waking up in the morning and realizing that you can do nothing or you can do something that matters. The practical skill that recognizes that talking behind someone's back is not a good way to conduct ourselves, especially if we have the fear of the Lord. So we recognize that the Bible commends a way of life that leads to success and offers us practices to embrace or avoid. And all of this is rooted, rooted in a respect for God, a fear of God who created the world with a built-in kind of wisdom. So looking back at this wisdom psalm, There are two paths that are open to us. There's a path that leads to blessing. There's a path that at least as often or not, at least it tilts the scale in the direction of us flourishing in the way that God intends for us to flourish. And then there are paths that lead to ruin. There's the righteous and the wicked. The wise and the foolish. The one who has understanding and the one who doesn't. Happy are those, says Psalm 1, the first wisdom psalm, who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. There are places that we can put ourselves among the wicked, or among those who are living lives that are antithetical to God, those who scoff, or we can delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it. Those who do so are like trees planted by the streams of water which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither in all they do they prosper. When we are next to the river of life, when we are next to the flowing goodness of God, when we are sustained and nourished by the Lord, even when hard times come, we will bear fruit. The contrast in the psalm is with the wicked The righteous are are rooted in God. They are nourished by the water of life, the bread of life. 
but the wicked are like chaff that the wind drives away. And therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Susan read earlier from James. James reminds us that there are two different paths. There are two different varieties of people. There are those who lack wisdom, and there are those who seek wisdom. And James tells us, if any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. But ask in faith. Ask in faith for wisdom. There are two paths that are available to us. There are two ways that are open to us. There are two types of lives we might live. Wise, foolish, thoughtful, thoughtless, godly, godless, seeking, numbing, obeying, disobeying. There are two paths of life that's open to us. Which path will you choose this afternoon and next week, next month and next year? May we choose the wise and righteous path that God may be glorified in us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, you have set before us life and death, blessing and curses. Allow us the grace to choose life. Help us, O God, to recognize when we are trusting in you and your goodness, and when we have gotten distracted and gone in a way that does not glorify your name. Help us, we pray, to live wise lives and to be wise children who shine in this world like stars in the darkness. For we are yours, and your light lives in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.